Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Don't Quote Me. I'm your host, Orla Condon, and this week I am joined by Kiki Monique, otherwise known on every corner of the internet as the talk of shame. A content creator, podcaster, and internet gossiper, Kiki is an authority on all things housewives, pop culture, and bagels. With over 300,000 followers and nearly 7 million likes on TikTok, if you're not following Kiki already, you're absolutely missing out. Coming up on today's show, Adam Levine caught up in cheating scandal as multiple women come forward with receipts days after wife Bahati Prinsloo announces she's pregnant. Army Hammer's ex-wife speaks out about co-parenting and learning to heal after shocking docuseries shares horrific details of alleged abuse. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills are earning their keep with yet another shocking altercation. And the ladies of Salt Lake City and Potomac prepare to return to our screens. In other news, Kiki is telling me all about the TV drama series she's loving right now and the TikTok rant she cannot stop watching. While I'm trying to convince her why to start watching Married at First Sight UK and The Crown ahead of its return in November. And finally, as Florence Pugh can finally say goodbye to her don't worry darling colleagues as the movie premieres this weekend, you guys are telling us about the colleagues from hell in your own lives. Let's get stuck in. Alright guys, it's episode two. I feel like we've shaken off the nerves. We're a little bit looser this week. And thank God, because I um I know look, I'm gonna say this every week, right? But I genuinely am, am excited to talk to these people. And this person, especially so, I found her on Instagram during the darkest days of COVID, and she brought light into my little life through her analysis of Real Housewives drama, which was my gateway drug into her. And ever since she's been talking about all of the stories that have got me just so curious about pop culture and celebrity, the celebrity world and all that kind of stuff. You definitely know her if you don't. Get your phone out immediately and start following her. Kiki Monique, otherwise known as the talk of shame. It is such a joy to talk to you. 
I love being here. I feel like I'm in Ireland again, which is like one of my favorite places in the world. <laughs> when were you in Ireland? It was literally like, I think right before the pandemic, I think I went in 20 or maybe it was further than that. It might have been much further than that. Everything feels like a, a, a haze before, yeah. before COVID. But um, yeah, before the pandemic and it was so fun. Everyone was so nice. And I went for St. Patrick's Day, oh, which, good. you know, seems like such an American thing to do, it, yeah. but it was actually so much fun. I feel, I feel like that is very American, but also we love St. Patrick's Day. So also the, the crack is good. Like the vibe is good. Um, and I feel like you probably kept those memories over COVID just to keep you nice and, and warm. Oh, yeah. I was shocked at, at like how much fun everyone was having in the best corned beef and cabbage I've ever had in my life. I still dream about it to this day. Corned beef. Oh, my God. That just reminds me of like my childhood. My dad used to eat it straight from the can. And ever since I'm like, I can't with corned beef. I can't with corned beef. <laughs> Um, Kiki, we start every episode. I say every episode. We've only done one. So we're going to start episode two as we started episode one. Generally, how has your week been? I know you have a very busy week coming up, which I am so excited to keep an eye on on your Instagram. I had a really fun week. I went to, I love wrestling. I don't know if like American wrestling is popular where you are, <laughs> but like I have grown up on like WWE. And so yeah. uh, I went to a women's wrestling match. There's like a women of wrestling show that's happening. And there was a live match in LA and no I got to way. go and it was so fun. And it made me want to be a lady wrestler again. So I, I have always, it's like a bucket list item. I want to go to like WWE Smackdown or one of them before I like hit the grave. I'm like, I need to experience this because everything I've heard is that like the audience experience is just electric and it just sounds like such a bizarre night out. And I have to, was it, was the WWE or was it like a separate... It was called, it's called Wow Women of Wrestling. It's like, I think okay. it's maybe like new, it's new to me. I hadn't heard of it before. So it's all women wrestlers, but same energy. Yeah. And like, it was so much fun. Yeah, I. that's a goal. That is a goal. And I, when I tell people they sound really surprised, because I feel like WWE was huge here when I was a child. Like when we were younger, it was really big. Not so much anymore. I guess like divas and stuff brought it back and all those kind of things. But I feel like it's not the like, cool thing to like as much anymore where I'm like I really still want to go and make that childhood dream happen well that's the thing like yeah when I was growing up as a kid it was really big and then I let go of it and it was actually reality shows that brought me back into loving wrestling again because you know we know it's a fake thing like I always call Real Housewives basically my wrestling it's like we know it's fake but there's elements of like realness in it yeah and having those reality shows for wrestling was cool because look these people are really putting their bodies through the ringer and like all the training they have to do like at this one yeah. facility in Florida it's it's hardcore so it was really cool and like obviously with the divas and the Bella twins you know I love them all the divas was insane because you saw women like People were just like, oh, it's fake. It's not real. They're all acting. I'm like, sorry, you try having a child and then coming back and performing the stunts that they're performing. And you tell me that that's not sport. Like, yeah, it's insane. Like seeing the Bella Twins come back after pregnancies and do what they did. I was like, this is mental. Like, yeah. this is crazy. They're amazing. They're amazing. This is not a story we're covering today, but I'm glad we had a little <laughs> <laughs> quick, a little quick debrief. Um, we, we got stung right before our first episode launched last week. We were very excited, very nervous. And the night before this story broke, we had already recorded. So it was tough shit for our listeners. It was like, <laughs> we're going to do it next week. 
thankfully it's kind of rumbled on and we've got a little bit more to it. So we're going to cover it a little bit more retrospectively over the last week. It's been a pretty crap week for Adam Levine, right? Like it's been a pretty bad week to be more so Bahati Prinsloo. I feel like it's a worse week to be Bahati Prinsloo. Bit of backstory for anyone who doesn't know what the story is or doesn't know who these people are. Shame on you. Adam Levine, frontman of Maroon 5, began dating Victoria's Secret model Bahati Prinsley in 2012, married in 2014, was officiated by Jonah Hill. Fun little fact I learned in my research. Didn't know that. Uh, welcomed their first child in 2016, second child in 2018. Earlier this month, Bahati announced that she was expecting their third child. Days later, an Instagram model called Sumner Stroh posted on TikTok claiming that she had been having a year-long affair with Adam and that things had kind of fizzled out. And months later, he popped back up in the DMs uh, saying that him and his wife were having a child and he wanted to name the child Sumner, her own name. And was like, is that okay? Is that cool? You chill with that. Um, she then shared these screenshots with a couple of friends, one of which did the dog and went to the tabloids and tried to sell the story. When Sumner was approached for comment, she tried to beat them to the punch and put up this TikTok video outing Levine. Um, Timestamps, I saw this on your story. Timestamps seem to suggest this was kind of June of this year. So pretty yeah. recent. Um, Levine had to put out a statement and he wrote on Instagram saying, a lot is being said about me right now and I want to clear the air. I use poor judgment in speaking with anyone other than my wife in any kind of flirtatious manner. I did not have an affair. Nevertheless, I crossed the line during a regrettable period in my life. In certain instances, it became inappropriate. I have addressed that and taking pro taken proactive steps to remedy this with my family. My wife and my family is all I care about in this world. To be this naive and stupid enough to risk the only thing that truly matters to me was the greatest mistake I could ever make. I will never make it again. I take full responsibility. We will get through it and we will get through it together. Snooze, the usual kind of thing, right? Like grant, whatever you want to say. Um, since then, we've had a couple of more allegations. A comedian, Marika or Marika? Marika, yeah, I couldn't really oh, tell. Kind of, yeah, yeah Marika probably sounds a bit more, yeah. yeah. Um, she also shared screenshots of alleged DMs uh, where they were being very flirtatious. It was very sexual. Uh, Sumner returned to TikTok to clarify a few points that she had tried to tell Bahati what was going on. Uh, she told a little bit more detail about the, the story trying to be leaked to the, to the tabloids. And she kind of shared a little bit more about feeling like sad, kind of sorry about the situation and said she didn't want to come out and try and paint herself as the, as the victim. Um, is that everything? She got called for comment. And that's when she, yeah, that's the latest, right? We're, we're all up to date. Yeah, well, there's a few tangential stories, but yeah, like that's pretty much up to so, date from Adam's side. From Adam's side. So we had another debunking during the week. Another thing I saw on her Instagram story was another woman who came forward, but it seemed as if those messages seemed a little bit more innocent maybe. And it seemed it was being maybe led from her side rather than in the other screenshots where we saw that it was very much Adam was the kind of pursuer. Right. Yes. Yes. And then we had a yoga teacher. I don't know if you saw those the as yoga well. Yoga teacher. But it sounded like, from what I read, the message was accidentally sent to her because, <laughs> like, and which was like, so it wasn't meant for you, but you felt it was inappropriate. So the yoga teacher, again, not to dismiss, but I'm kind of dismissing her. Yeah, and this this is the problem with these kind of allegations, right? Is because you get a few then that don't seem to add up. It almost devalues the ones that actually do have a lot of evidence behind them because I mean Sumner Sumner seems to have a pretty clear story it seems to line up with dates in his life it's coming from his verified look we know that these these screenshots could be doctored right but the, on the face of it it looks like it's coming from his official account 
he's put out this wishy-washy statement where he's like, oh, I'm going to work on it with my wife and I made a mistake and yada, yada, yada. And then you have this other commentary that's happening where you have uh, Sarah Foster, the daughter of David Foster, of Yolanda Foster, of that link, uh, saying that Sumner should have taken responsibility. You have Emily Ratajkowski coming in saying it shouldn't be put on the women. It's gotten very messy. And I feel like we've gotten away from the fact that Adam Levine at the very lowest of levels, he has admitted to sending incredibly inappropriate messages to women on Instagram while his wife is at home carrying their children. And at the if that is all that is true, that's pretty shit. Like, exactly. And that's like to me, it's like, look, let's look past all of like, you know, him saying, I want to see your booty and all of those things. <laughs> He told women about his unborn child and that alone would yeah. make me want to throw him out of a window. You know, yeah. it's like first asking, oh, can I name name my son after you? And then the second, Marika, you know, him revealing the gender of yes. the baby that nobody has known and the name they want to give. So now let's let's think that two of the names that Bahati has considered for her unborn son, she now has to throw out the window because they've been revealed to the world. Yeah. It's, it's such, it's such a betrayal and that people now are kind of saying, oh, well, no, no, they didn't have sex and like they didn't hook up and they never met in real life and it wasn't an affair. And I'm like, sorry, if that, if that's the bar that you are setting for yourself, fine, that's grand. It's not the bar I'm setting for myself. I'm setting a slightly higher standard here. Like it's outrageous. I mean, for Bahati, she hasn't kind of commented on it, right? She hasn't put out any statements. She's not said anything. It's obviously a terrible time for this to be coming out. She is, you know, having her third child. Presumably she's kind of into the second trimester around that time. And um, I don't think they gave any due date or anything like that on Instagram. No. But it's like, it's shocking. And I find the conversation about, uh, you know, the, the role Sumner played in pursuing this relationship, the, Sarah, the thing that Sarah Foster brought up about, you know, if you're a married man talking to other women, that's shit. But if you're yeah. a woman talking to a married man, that's also shit. And I was on uh, Louise McSharry's podcast last week and I said about, it reminded me of, do you know that Gilmore Girls moment where Lorelai finds out that Rory is hooking up with Dean and she's I like, didn't watch Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, Rory is hooking up with Dean, her ex-boyfriend who's now married and her mom comes down on her, Lorelai, and she's like, Rory, this is bad. Like you need to take responsibility in this as well. And that definitely comes to mind. But what we also need to acknowledge here is it, there's a huge power imbalance here, right? Like Sumner was in her early 20s and she was new to LA. And Adam, might, you mightn't think is, you know, a huge star, but he's, he's pretty household name. Like, yeah. especially in America, right? Like at that time he would have been on like The Voice and stuff, which is huge over there. Yeah, well, when we saw the pictures the next day of, you know, him and Bahati together, or was the first time we'd seen them together, the one thing that stood out in the article was their $52 million house. I'm like, these are people that have a very grand life together. Adam yes. has made a lot of money. Yes, Bahati's made a lot of money, but Adam is very, very rich. And so, yeah. yeah. I mean, how does Bahati handle, how does she play this now? You know, like, does she do the kind of Khloe Kardashian thing and just bunker down and just kind of, I feel like that's where she's going with this. It feels like if she's not commented by now, she's probably just like, I'm focusing on a pregnancy. 
Well, she's not going to comment. And I'll be honest, I've come sort of like all over the hills and valleys with this because, you know, another video came out of a person who said that their ex-boyfriend used to date Bahati and that she said she thought it was known in Hollywood allegedly that they had this open type of relationship. And so I know that that's the rumor that's been going around is that like they understood that they could sort of like go their own ways and that maybe she's not saying anything because like she didn't get caught because maybe the men in her life aren't being messy. And so, <laughs> yeah. which look, I would love to see that. I mean, can you imagine if the can men started imagine? getting messy? I would love that. It would feel more equal in this world instead of just the women yeah. always revealing. Really, you and know, I feel so like we I could enjoy it a little bit more because totally. it feels like a woman has just been totally destroyed here. There's other women saying that they've been manipulated and used by Adam. So it just feels like, yet again, the women are losing. So I kind of like if Bahati came out to be a little like, playing and I would also, as well. And I would also just love it. it like, like, look, open relationships are a thing. And I would love if a high profile couple said, look, this is how we live our life. It's none of your business, but I know we're public figures. So we're going to come out and say it. It would just be kind of cool yeah. um, for all the other people. So, you know, I, I, I wish that sort of happened, but I think Bahati is just sort of going to like, be like, look, I have this pregnancy to get through. Now I know you're not going going anywhere. You stay at home. We're going to yeah. get through this. And like, let's just mind our business. And I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Ad, I feel like Adam Levine had kind of come to this place. I don't know, was it? I feel like from our perception over here, it's like Maroon 5 is a fairly inoffensive band. Like they're not like hardcore rock stars. I, ca- I can't remember any huge scandal with Adam Levine other than the kind of, the relationship before Bahati's who was with another Victoria's Secret angel and there was those rumors that he met Bahati at the Victoria's Secret show while he was dating but like that that's about as as hot as it got with him she was also pretty clean they were kind of this cool attractive yeah one couple like fairly innocent and I feel like the voice really sanitized his image and made him a really family friendly rock star And this has kind of shaken that a little bit loose, right? Like that's kind of changed the perception. A little bit, but then it's also like he'll still be fine because I think because he is a rocker, it actually gives him a little bit of edge to people, which is like, I know it sounds insane, but it's like, okay, maybe you're not so squeaky clean, but maybe I kind of like it that you're not too squeaky clean and I can get into you again. We're we're screwed up in that way. (laughs) I know, like- like, I kind of like there's some grit there that you're not like, yeah, 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 Squeaky Clean is right. <laughs> Do you, look, this is all speculative and there's no way of proving anything, like, 100%. But, like, I I believe Sumner Stroh. It, fe- it feels like a very watertight story that she's told, right? Yeah, I absolutely, like, the minute I heard the story, there was nothing in me that did not believe anything. And it's like, I absolutely believe that, you know, they were having some type of relationship Um, I personally believe that they did meet in person because, you know, based on those messages, it sounds like it is. Yeah. None of the other women have admitted to seeing him in person. So it's kind of like she she's the only one. But I believe I believe her. I do. Um, Now, of course, what comes with all of that are now the people who want to come after her and be like, she was such a bully growing up and all of those things, which is like extra. Yeah. I mean, that also has nothing that kind of has nothing to do with it. Like, just because she might have been an asshole five years ago doesn't mean that she could, like, you know what I mean? Like, we've all done shit that we probably regret. Absolutely. Like, it doesn't really have any bearing. I, yeah, I find it very, very interesting. I am loving the analysis of Adam's flirting flirting style. Like, his, <laughs> you're so fucking hot and all the memes that go along. Like, I mean, he is, 
I would like to say that he's got that edge now, like we were just saying there, but like his flirting game is like seriously, seriously no. dull. Like all of those text messages do was prove the point of like, you know how we always say like hot people just don't have to try as hard, right? And that's why they don't have any game. And it's like, that's what that's what it felt like to me is like, yeah. you think you can just say like two word two words and we're going to like fall over you. And it's like, oh, it's so, it's so, it was so funny too. I remember the story when all of this came out, like during quarantine, you know, I was staying with a bunch of people and one night we were like drunk or whatever. And I remember we DM'd Adam Levine. I don't remember why, no. but it was like we did. And it was just funny. He never wrote back, obviously. Oh, no, I was but, like, I, but like when this all came out, it was like, what if we had been like his type? Like the possibility that he could have responded is amazing to me. Can you imagine if you guys caught him? Can you imagine the like detailed receipts that we would get if we actually had like all of the information? Yeah, like, just- that's yeah, it's like, and people get on this whole thing of like, oh, you know, like, why were they screenshotting? Da, da, da. Let's be real. If anyone slides into your DM, you are screenshotting yeah. every moment of that. So it's like, I don't even put that on her. Like, come no, on. I don't understand people being like, it seems very suspicious that she'd have these pictures. I'm like, if my friend sent me something a little bit catty, I'd be screenshotting that and yeah. sending it to someone be like, look what she just said. Like, totally. Like, why would you not screenshot this? Like, it's crazy. It also brought up this conversation about vanish mode and what all this was on Instagram. And I feel like we all had a bit of a nightmare trying to figure out, like, do I have this update? Like, is this a type of Instagram feature that I have? Where it was like, if you open, if you've read the message, it's then deleted, kind of like a Snapchat story, right? Like that kind of, that kind of. Yeah, it's like, if you, if you swipe up in your DMs, it turns, the screen turns black and then everything you send, as soon as they open it it's and gone. close it, it goes away. I think it's a newer feature, but I didn't think people knew about it. And what's so funny is people were like, when I was posting how to do it, people were like, don't tell anyone, we need people to. And I'm like, come on, I don't think that. I'm revealing. <laughs> and and someone yeah. made a good point too is like guys like that who have that much power. And I'm not saying just Adam, I'm saying all guys who have power, or even women, people who have power and money, sometimes they just don't care. And sometimes they might do these things because let's say down the road this scandal comes out and they're irrelevant, it might make them relevant again. Yeah. You know, like they realize that like bad publicity isn't always the end. It's not yeah. going to kill his career. He's probably going to make more money this year than ever. Yeah. And while the time, like I always say this about the Kardashians, that they kind of bank all of these stories to use them when and if they need them. And while a negative story right now mightn't be good for them or good for Adam, like you say, in three years time, if he's like struggling to get attention on certain projects, a bad news story can be enough to generate that interest again and then get that conversation started. So like, absolutely for sure. Um, yeah, I just, I, I guess I just find that it, that conversation that Emily Ratajkowski started about the, putting the blame on the women and all that kind of stuff so interesting that I'm just like let's just break it down to like the very what he has admitted to doing at the very lowest level just not not it I I love the think pieces that come out of this like (laughs) nonsense news though it is it is really amazing (laughs) okay on to the next one I this has been out a couple of weeks but I've only been watching it in the last couple of nights um it is the army hammer the House of Hammer three-part documentary series. It's on Discovery Plus. You should have it on your Skybox if anyone hasn't watched it. Um, I'm just starting episode three. It's very shocking. Um, trigger warning ahead of this discussion. We're going to be talking about things like sexual assault, rape, uh, thoughts of suicide, things like that. So just a little warning before we get into it. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Army Hammer 
was a pretty, uh, again, inoffensive kind of Hollywood heartthrob back in like 2019, 2020. He was kind of building up his career. He was getting more movies under his belt. Um, Call Me By Your Name was the big one that everyone would have known him from, starring alongside Timothy Chalamet. And then the story shifted. In early 2021, uh, unverified messages from Army Hammer had a, that allegedly had been sent to women surfaced on social media. One of his exes began anonymously posting messages in which Hammer allegedly texted that he was a cannibal and that he wanted to eat her. Now, this was the part of the text that became headline news and almost distracted from a lot of the other conversations that happened around that time. Um, Hammer has denied all of these allegations and says that any and all interactions with these um, partners were completely consensual. Um, but numerous women have come forward and accused him of abuse, coercion and even rape, um, which did lead to an LAPD investigation. Uh, one woman who claimed she was in a relationship with Hammer told Page Six, if I had a little cut in my hand, he would lick it or suck it. And that's about as weird as it got. And other women came forward with similar stories. Another woman who claimed to be in a relationship with him for four months said that he branded her with his initial carving an A into her pelvis. And she said he would lick the wound as it bled. Um, Harmer was dropped from a number of projects naturally when this all broke his talent agency dropped him um, again he denied all allegations the documentary takes a look at these, uh, these allegations a little bit further um, the, the relationships with these women the cases of abuse but also his family history and the reported history of similar behaviour um, kind of in generations past what is making it topical beyond the documentary is his ex-wife, Elizabeth Chambers, has sat down with E in the last week and given a fairly in-depth interview where she's spoken about it for the first time. She's discussing their current relationship as co-parents of their two children and spoke about watching the series. They married in 2010. They have two children together, like I say, and they separated in 2020. A couple of interesting quotes from this uh, interview. She said that they are committed fully and wholly to their children and to being together as much as possible in a non-romantic way for their kids. She says she's processing it in a different way, but setting her son and setting her daughter and her son up in a way that they are going to be empowered. They're going to know feelings are good and accountability is huge in our family. She said of the documentary, I did not plan on seeing it, but I did drop the kids off at school and then came home and watched it with my support system around me. It was obviously heartbreaking on so many levels, very painful, but at the same time, it exists. The past is the past and all we can do is take this as a moment to learn and listen and hopefully process and heal in every capacity. Since this interview, one of Army's um, accusers, Effie, who was one of the original girls who came out and spoke about him, uh, she made rape allegations against Hammer and she sparked the LAPD investigation. Um, she's responded to Elizabeth's quotes and she has shared a series of uh, screenshots, of apparently messages between herself and Elizabeth, where Elizabeth is encouraging Effie to go public with claims against Hammer. In one message, Elizabeth is telling Effie to stay focused on getting the stories on record, not just on the internet. Um, Chambers, after Chambers allegedly asked Effie if she's hired a lawyer, Effie replies telling her that she's feeling suicidal and Chambers appears to tell Effie uh, that she really needs cost custody of her precious children and asks her to file a de declaration. She says, I don't want to pressure you, but your insight is much more in depth than the others we have. And Effie concluded her comments saying just some things to keep in mind before anyone keeps wishing rapists healing. This is like a new dark chapter in this incredibly bizarre and really really horrifying 
set of stories. Like I know you have quite a few friends, colleagues and stuff who, who do similar kinds of reporting to you online, who were part of the documentary series. This is, this is like layered, right? There's a lot here. There is. And I will say, look, the army stuff is bad, but I think the family history and that part of the documentary is what is the most like, whoa, because finding the, you know, this lineage of men who've sort of like gotten away literally with murder. I mean, the documentary gets into like literally with murder, I think is the part that needs to be examined the most. I think army is, um, he's a casualty. He's an effect of this, this, the arm, the hammer men and sort of like how you were allowed to behave. And, you know, I think, you know, even the women in the docu-series, they say like, you know, look, the things I did were consensual. Effie does not, Effie Effie very much says it was rape, but like the women in the documentary are saying it was consensual. However, I was being manipulated and I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even know if army, understands because that is the only mindset these hammer men have had. Yeah, it's it's so true. I think I think they piece it the story together really well in that they they kind of give you glimpses into these women's stories and the accusations that they're making and then they layer that with context about his father and his grandfather and his great grandfather and they they really go back and there is endless endless stories of them using their power to their advantage in various in various ways i mean they are mixing with the top level of power in the world there's footage of them with american presidents and prince charles sorry king charles and all of these like global leaders and you see the power that this family i mean i would have said an a relatively for i mean i don't know about you but definitely over here an unknown family over here i mean i wouldn't have ever have heard of the hammers before it wouldn't have been a familiar name to me. Uh, I didn't realize that he had this lineage until all of this stuff started coming me out. Me neither. But That's it, what's really yeah. scary about like the, the history of these men. Like you don't even realize how far it goes back and you're like, oh, well now I know why you are in the position you were in, but I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was an interesting point in it. I think, um, I think it was Army's grandfather or, or his great grandfather had said, um, it was his grandfather because his aunt, who is uh, another contri- contributor on the Casey, documentary, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. which who gives just incredibly interesting testimony about her family and what it was like growing up there. And she says about, you know, she asked her dad once, you know, why don't you become president? And he said something along the lines of there's just not enough power in that job. And I think that just tells you what he was in an, an oil tycoon, uh, tycoon and he came from that kind of line of money. I think that just speaks to the level of power that these men had and how how able they were to just yield that in any situation. Yeah. And we see it like, you know, all the time. I mean, like this expands beyond so much. Look, we're seeing this right now with Brett Favre in America. Like he's like a biggest football player. And we learn he's now been part of this fraud to just like steal money from the poor. You know, this is like a history, like a story older than time. Um, And so I think it's an important story to share. I was very shocked that Elizabeth came forward and did this interview. And I was shocked to learn that she had DM'd Effie. Yeah. Because I have to imagine it's pretty scary to go against the hammer man, right? Yeah. I also just found the tone of the interview really bizarre from, even from E! News's perspective. It felt... It felt this was the kind of interview you could see Bahati Prinsloo giving in two years' time. You know what I mean? Like her husband played away. It was 
this is not just like a cheating allegation, right? Like, this is not what this is. This is like far darker than that. There are rape accusations here. There are multiple women who talk about being manipulated into abusive situations. This went on for years with, with a lot of women, like I say. And the way they conducted this interview was as if it was like, oh, but you're healing and it's for the children and let's find a way to spend time together. And you're like, sorry, the guy was branding women. Like, let's yeah. not, let's not be like, oh, but it's for the kids. I'm sorry. No, like he is, he is literally scratching his initials into women. Yeah, it's weird, but I guess that's probably the only sort of tone she would have accepted to even do this interview, right? You know, yeah. which is like, then why say anything at all? Because it is, um, it is super dark. And, you know, you, and knowing again, that you had reached out to Effie and that she had these other messages that could come back. I mean, maybe she had forgotten she had even sent them, right? You know, because at the time, maybe yeah. she was just like, you know, scrambling. Yeah. Um, I'm sad to hear that, like, you know, Gloria Allred, Effie's attorney, has now dropped Effie. I mean, that was sort of like a shocking sort of realization too. But I mean, Effie was saying she didn't even know Gloria was going to participate in this docuseries. And she seems like, you know, really against this docuseries, saying it's exploiting her trauma, which, you know, it's like, I don't know, because it's like, we want to hear what is happening, but we yeah. don't want to be exploitative. I don't know what the line is. That's so true, isn't it? I find that with the with a lot of the Britney documentaries, that kind of that idea that it's important to tell the story because that by telling the story, it helps her case, but also it is exploitative. It is everything that she says that she's been a victim to for so long. And it's similar with it's similar with these kinds of stories. It is being packaged up as entertainment and it is sold to us as true crime, which we just devour now. Like it's not real life. And I kind of, I kind of get that from her point of view where she's like, this is not entertainment. This is an experience that I had a very dark chapter in my life that I'm still trying to fight and get some kind of justice for. I mean, yeah, it's a live, you know, case. I mean, I don't know where the case is, but it's, it's active. It's live. It is kind of weird. And, you know, also I will say it's also weird from an army's perspective that he has a whole three-part docu-series when he hasn't been charged with a thing. Yeah. Like there's two sides of it that are very strange. Um, And his legal team really lean on that in their statements naturally that, you know, there's no charges and there's this, that, and the other. And I mean, I'm no legal mastermind, but I feel like I've been told enough that money can get you out of a lot of situations, right? Like surely his family's wealth is playing a part in this. Well, and also what we also know about documentaries is Lots of times people get charged because of the documentary, you know, or or get off. Right. We just saw Adnan Syed released because of a docuseries, because of a podcast. So it can go both ways. Like, yeah, you might not be charged with anything yet. Um, Is there a road back for for Army Hammer? Like for me, I'm like, how could you possibly come back from these accusations? But then watching how E! News and like you say, maybe that was a condition of the interview and they did it just to get that that breaking story and that exclusive but it just felt like are we trying to like downplay these accusations to be like minor indiscretions of some sort like I just don't know how you come back from that kind of accusation I think it's weird but I think it's possible look I will say someone like Kevin Spacey 
done, right? Like, I don't think there's any coming back from that. Yeah. But then it's like, I look at like a, a Mel Gibson, the, the chart, the, the, the allegations are much different, but he still has a career. I don't, I don't know when you are rich and powerful, I never think you're completely done. Yeah. And so I and a, a friend actually texts me, she's watching She texts me today being like, you have to watch the series. I'm like, I'm, I'm literally watching it right now. And she, she was like, it's amazing how much good looking white men can get away with. And mm-hmm. you just wonder, like she made the point about um, who did she compare it to? She said someone else who kind of got it. I can't think who it was. And then she was like, Harvey Weinstein is, is looked at so differently. And what this kind of image and how it helps him. He's obviously an attractive guy. He's young. He's a, you know, he was a leading man, all this kind of stuff. And that, that has to play a part in the public perception. Like it, there, it just seems to soften him somehow. And it's just shocking to hear these women's testimony and then like look online and people being like, yeah, but he'd still get it. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? oh yeah, that's the thing. Like we are just so like, there's always going, you're always going to have enough supporters Yeah, that you're never going to be fully what canceled. I don't even want to use that word. Like there will always be enough supporters I think if you're good looking enough, if you're rich enough, uh, you know, it's if you're charismatic enough. I mean, look, there are serial killers in prison who still have fan bases. (laughs) (laughs) Pull yourselves together, people. Come on. Was there no bar low enough? (laughs) Jesus. Okay. I... I am actually vibrating with excitement to talk to you about this next stuff, right? Because as I said in my intro, this was my, this was my gateway to you. This was my introduction to the world of Kiki, right? Was through the Erica Jane from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, through all this mess. Bit of context for you. Uh, I personally am a new-ish member of the Housewives fan club. I started Welcome. at the start of, yeah, I, thank you. I started at the start of COVID because uh, Beverly Hills and New York came to Irish Netflix. Like many, many, many other Irish fans of the show now started just tearing through it. I'm now on, I think, my eighth franchise. Oh, amazing. I've got, I think I've probably topped a thousand episodes. Like I think I've, I've got a pretty good, so I feel like I'm in it, right? But I've not, put, I've not put in the time, like the years, Okay. In our, I know there's a lot of people who might watch Real Housewives, right? Stick with me. There's some really interesting discussions here, regardless of if you watch the show. But yes, Erica Jane was my, my introduction to you. It is a really interesting time in Beverly Hills. Uh, we're recording this on Sunday. The episode will be up on Tuesday and a brand new episode will be out on Thursday for Irish fans. So this should be relatively new for 48 hours. Get it in you. We are having a really interesting moment with... Kathy Hilton, Lisa Rinna, Kyle Richards, and obviously, I mean, Erica Jane is obviously a part of the conversation as well. Firstly, how are you feeling about this season of Beverly Hills? I love it. I mean, I think it is yeah. so good. It is the one show that I like watch as it's on. Like I don't, I record it too, but I watch it in the moment, commercials and all. Yeah. Yeah. I feel That's the one thing I hate about getting it a little bit later over here because obviously it comes out to like so I I'm like seeing like Queens of Bravo putting up memes and I'm seeing all these pages and I'm like a Bravo historian and I'm like stop I can't I haven't seen it yet it's so frustrating it's what it's a show that I really wish I could have that live viewing experience yeah. um but it's a really exciting time like I said there is beef between Kathy Kathy Hilton and Lisa Rinna we saw a lot of this in the preview trailer for this season they have been amping it up 
for weeks and weeks and weeks while also delivering a really stellar season. At the minute, the cast is, or they're just back from uh, a cast trip to Aspen. And Kathy Hilton, mother of Paris, for anyone who doesn't know, um, has been trying to promote her tequila that she is an investor in, which we now know is owned by Eva Longoria, which <laughs> just fun little addition. Yeah. <laughs> just, uh, yeah. So she's been trying to promote it to the group, which is quite normal in Beverly Hills, especially, yeah. and many other franchises, right? This is a huge platform. These women are paid a lot of money to bring yeah. drama, cause shit, stir up stuff up. And I feel like a kind of another part of that, you know, a perk of the job is they can use that platform to push whatever. Sell out their products. Yeah. Or whatever the fuck they want to sell. Right. We've seen mm-hmm. it with, I mean, Kyle and Mauricio, her husband, Mauricio has used the show as an advert for his real estate agency, the agency for like what, 12 seasons. Like yeah. that's been like he's done it. Lisa has done it with Rinna Beauty and with her new wines, rosé. I don't know what, I don't know what the fuck <laughs> yeah. it is. Whatever that is, right? It's, yeah. It's not at all new. This is very normal. Um, And Kyle and Lisa kind of took the pace a little bit out of Kathy, kind of made fun of her a little bit. She didn't really like it. Uh, she grew frustrated when Lisa Rinna ordered uh, a glass of Kendall Jenner, her friend Kendall Jenner's 818 <laughs> tequila. And like shit hit the fan, it kicked off, it went mad. But we yeah. saw none of it because no. they were not filming in the van that Kathy and Lisa went home in. We are now being told by Lisa Rinna that Kathy has said that she wants to destroy her sister Kyle Richards and her family if it's the last thing that she does. Kathy seems to be kind of brushing it under the rug, kind of saying it's no big deal. Um, we heard about a conga line that she tried to start a con- <laughs> like all this kind of stupidity, right? There's also all this stuff happening that there's rumors that Rinna is not going to be asked back, that it's her yeah. final season. She's reportedly asked for $2 million for the next season, which would make her the highest paid housewife in the entire franchise. Um, and now it's leading up to this conversation between Kathy and her sister Kyle where Kyle asks Kathy why she seems to hate her so much. And Lisa is just in there, like, absolutely stirring the pot. Like, just am And it's like, why are you there? You're not even part of this family. Why, (laughs) Kiki, why is she there? Why? I'd be like, can you actually just get out of here? I'm having a seriously important conversation with my sister. Yeah. Like, okay, what do you believe happened? I absolutely believe that Kathy, you know, sort of like un, un, let out some of emotions when she was with Rena. You know, they were at this yeah. club. I don't know what happened at the club, but she probably was feeling some type of way about something and she she unleashed. And I'm not, do I think it was unleashed to the point of her ripping her glasses off and stomping on them until they broke and banging on the banging walls? The, walls. <laughs> the reason I don't believe that is because Lisa Renna would be the first person, especially if she says she is texting in real time, Erica, Jane, everything that's happening. Why wouldn't she turn on that camera and show that? Yeah, I, like, I always, that's my first instinct. If, if Kathy Hilton was having a tantrum in my bedroom, you best believe that a camera is getting turned <laughs> on. And so that's why I don't believe that part. Um, and so I'm starting to sort of like listen to all of these theories that are popping up. You know, some people believe that, you know, Lisa Renna doesn't like that Kathy is becoming the favorite and she's might be getting like paid more based on the amount of time she's spending on camera. So 
you know, she yeah. really wants to knock her down a peg. Um, some people, you know, we know the episode before Erica Jane had that whole meltdown about the orphans and the widows that her husband has stolen from and she unleashed and it did yeah. not look good. In the, in, and so is Rena trying to take the heat off of her friend and, and say that Kathy said these things that weren't said? I just, I have a hard time believing that none of this yeah. is on camera anywhere. And that's where, but I do believe there was something that happened. I don't yeah. think it was maybe as dramatic as Lisa's making it out to be. Yeah, I agree. And I think there's a suggestion that maybe we we don't see the footage because it's kind of tr- like caught up in legal and all that kind of stuff. But also would Bravo not say that? Would that not also be an interesting little soundbite for them to say, we have the footage, but we can't show you because legally we're prevented? Because that's a really interesting story as well, right? Like if it's legally being held, that it can't be shown. But I I totally agree. I feel like this, and like, I really enjoy Kathy Hilton on this show. I think she's a yes. great addition, right? She's a really good friend of, she really does her job as a non-main character. But I find it really funny all of the people, this like sweet old lady narrative online. Yeah. Like, a lot of people have been talking about in the last week. Like Kathy Hilton has been around. Like she has power. She knows how to use it to get what she wants. And I feel like this idea that she's like, oh, her name is being tarnished and poor Lisa is, is putting out all of these falsehoods. Nah, like I, Kathy absolutely has it in her to say, fuck Kyle. She can absolutely do one. Like I totally buy that. But it was the it was the like the dramatics of it, like the, the dressing that Lisa did, you like the little yeah. ornaments of like she was pounding the walls. I was like, was she like, I don't really feel like that would be how she'd vent. Like, I feel like she would just like scream a little bit and like that. Like, yeah, it just, I think that like, Lisa yeah. knows there's this other side to Kathy. And I think she thinks the viewers don't aren't aren't savvy enough to get that. We, we get it. We know there's another side to Kathy. Look, I know that everything that Paris learned, she learned from her mother. So I know they have it in them. But I think she like took it too far because I'm like, we're not going to buy this this routine of Kathy. You have to give us something else. Yeah, I agree. I also just find the whole added layer of, you know, potentially this is Lisa's like, fight for her job and I mean the requests for two million dollars are pretty outrageous given her her rank look she's a very important housewife she has played a really key role in the Beverly Hills franchise she's obviously one of the biggest names of the entire show but to put her at number one paid I just and to me it feels like an attempt at a at a you know a distraction story that if she does get fired, she can say, well, look, they just weren't willing to pay me while I'm worked. Exactly. And I'm going to go on over to QVC and sell a few more cardigans. Do you know what I mean? Like it just, I don't, be- I don't ever believe any of these leaked stories because yeah. last season it was, it was the same thing about Kathy Hilton getting paid this exorbitant amount. And everybody that I knew who are reliable sources was like, absolutely not. That never Do happened. Do we know what and she's so- on? Do we know what she's worth? Um, I don't know, but I mean, I mean, I would imagine definitely several hundred million, right? Like they're definitely up there. But, you know, even at that net worth, yes, she has the lawyers and yes, she could protect herself. But this is Bravo we're talking about who also has just as much money as Kathy Hilton. And also they make you sign those contracts that say, you know, if we want to create a narrative around you, we can do whatever we want, you know, and once you sign that, you know, sue all you want. I mean, I just think the network would say like, it's still good ratings go ahead and sue us we have just as much money as you and so 
you know, and look, I know that the cease and desist that were sent out by Kathy Hilton's attorney to, you know, media saying, I at first was like, oh, it's like they're trying to stop something from coming out. But sort of as I learned about cease and desist, you can also protect like when people are making up lies. So it's like if a rumor got out that was spreading to media sources, you could just be sending out the cease and desist and say, do not keep spreading this rumor yeah. versus like, you know, so. And I feel like on the level of like legal letters to send out by celebrities, cease and desist seems pretty soft, right? Like it oh, doesn't yeah. seem like a very scary legal thing to do. It's like, basically it's just like, like shut your mouth or or, yeah. or, or something's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, or I'm not going to tell you what, but something <laughs> yeah. bad is coming. Yeah, like it feels pretty soft, right? Like it's, yeah, everyone's yeah. like, I've not always, the cease and Yeah. <laughs> As a gossiper, I'm always waiting for like my first cease and desist. I don't want one, but I'm oh, always like, got one? I haven't gotten one yet. Oh, what would you want to get one for? Um, you know, I, I guess it would have to be something. I mean, housewives related housewives is always fun. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> it would feel a little bit like more frivolous, right? Like it would yeah. feel less serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. This. So this is like the latest in the Aspen fallout. We also had a really interesting part earlier in the trip with Erica Jane where she is talking to Crystal and things got really spicy and they're discussing the infamous $750,000 earrings that anyone who watches the show will know far too much about. We've seen John Hamm talk about it in the last week. We've seen many uh, unrelated celebrity come forward and share their opinions, which is very, very interesting. I know you have followed a lot of the intricacies of the legal battles and all that kind of stuff. Can you give like a quick update on where we are? Because it feels like she's trying to put out a story that all of these things are being put to bed. Crystal's doing a pretty good job of kind of checking those receipts and giving us a little bit of nuance. But where are we kind of in real time? In real time, she still has several cases that are pending against her. And also, you know, one of the biggest one, the Ragomas case, which is like this, you know, it was that explosion, the PG&E explosion, you know, um, the major burn victim, you know, he's owed millions. And so I, if they're able to, you know, they were married, they have community property. So like they can tie that judgment for that money still to her in that they had community property together. They signed taxes together. So I think there's still a whole long road. We saw that their house in Pasadena, there was an auction just this week. And yes. so they auctioned off a lot of that property to pay back, you know, creditors and pay back, you know, hopefully that money trickles down to the victims. Yeah. You know, that's going to be the hardest part is like getting the money to the victims because there's all these debtors that are owed. Now we know that the, you know, the line air victims, they were paid directly, I believe, by the law firm, which is why when Diana did that whole thing, I'm raising money for the victims. It was like, yeah, you don't even know what's happening. They were paid. She's and so like, now that money. I totally forgot about Diana. She's so <laughs> insignificant in this series yeah, right so now. Sorry, I was like, who's Diana? Exactly. Sorry. Go on, and go so, on. So, you know, they're, so these debtors are getting repaid. Now there are, you know, Erica's being removed from certain lawsuits and she's, having her, I don't know, lawyer or publicist, you know, tell the, the blogs that this is happening so that she can have some positives in the, in the news, which is smart. Look, I would do the same thing if I had that much um, up against me. Every win is a win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But these, when, when it's saying, but these aren't, you know, this, these are small battles in like an ongoing war. This is going to go on for 10 years. This is going to go on for a long time. And I mean, it it kind of secures her place on the show, right? Like, which which 
you look for fame, fame and all that grant, whatever, but for financially for her, that's a decent paycheck coming in every season. She's secured in that role because of this, this legal stuff happening in the side. She needs this job right now, right? Like I, I know she gives it the big one kind of, you know, I have nothing to lose. Well, if you lose this job, hon, you're in a pretty bad spot because you're yeah. not making money off your music. You're not getting endorsements. You're not doing any kind of like her wig line. Do we know? Like, I mean, imagine? I wasn't buying it. It was like $500 for like the littlest extension. I mean, I'm not buying that. Who, who the fuck was buying hair extensions <laughs> from a woman who reportedly stole this money from like widows and or like, it's just like not the brand positioning that you want. Yeah. Like she needs, she needs this job and they kind of need her as well because she's a really interesting thread that's going to keep, like you say, rolling for, for a long time. So that kind of, I love all this speculation about who stays and who goes. And I, and I feel like I fell into that trap of a new housewives viewer early on where if I didn't like someone, I wanted them gone. And then I was like, no, 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 no. You need them to stay. Like you yes. need to stay because they are important to the, to the discussion and they spur on conversations. But I feel like Rinna, like I just, it feels like she's just run her course. Like it feels like she's not bringing anything new. It feels like she's clutching at any kind of story. It seems just like disproportionate levels of outbursts to stuff. Like, where do you think the cast is going to be next season? Like, who do you think is going forward? I mean, to be honest, I, if I were Bravo, I would keep the exact same cast because would like you? they are making money. I mean, like they are still the highest rated show and they're yeah. making money. Now, if Rena started asking for these crazy demands of being the highest paid housewife, absolutely. You could kick rocks, but I don't really <laughs> think that's happening again. I think that's like something that's being leaked by who knows. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, look, even Dorit, someone who I started off and was just, I could not oh, stand her, Dorit. has completely come around and like after so chic with, uh, you know, Jamie. <laughs> the I, after that, <laughs> wind chimes, the chicest wind chimes. I was like, I kind of adore this woman. So each of them, this is what I love about Housewives. I can love and hate you sometimes in the same season, sometimes opposite seasons. And they're all giving that to me. So yeah. I feel like I just want to see them all. And Crystal, like Crystal really came out in this last episode. And I was like, there you are. I've been waiting for this Crystal. I That has been one of the most enjoyable things of the last few episodes is there seems to be a real power shift starting to happen because there's been a lot of talk of this Fox Force 5, which is the Kyle, Rinna, Dorit, Erica, and Teddy, who is no longer on the show. Um, <laughs> but there's a lot of talk about them being really hardcore supportive of each other, not turning on each other, and the power that that gives them. And I feel like in the last few episodes, between kind of Sutton's constant badgering about things, which I, I think has been needed, Garcelle yes. kind of backing that off and really not backing down from a fight. Mm -hmm. And now Crystal being like, actually, I'm going to speak up here because you guys are pissing me off. Yeah. Then you've got Cherie, who is a good addition when she's there. And then Kathy oh, kind of just, do you not like Cherie? Can she can, she, I will say that's the one that I was, had such high expectations, give me nothing this season. So uh, I don't, she did. She's the one that doesn't need to come back. I kind of like her. Is like, just even like the fun with signing her name on the card. I was like, oh, this is a bit of fun. No, you sick of her. I just was like, you're not giving me what I thought you were going to give me this season. <laughs> I want dirt on Will Smith or I want you gone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you and Jada really think of each other? <laughs> Friends, is it? Yeah, I'm sure. Yes. I'm sure. Diana, I just... 
no, I just can't have her back. Please tell me yeah. you don't want Diana back. No, okay, she okay, can okay. go. She can go. When I say, I, again, I keep forgetting about her because she has more like <laughs> offline things that are happening yeah. that are like relevant. But like, yeah, when I say bring the cast back, not her. She's yeah. not, I don't consider her. <laughs> I don't <laughs> consider her cast. Whoa. Scathing. Um, okay, quickly, it's a really exciting time in the next few weeks for Housewives fans. Two of my favorites are coming back I love these two Salt Lake City is back this week it's going to be all the lead up to Jen Shah pleading guilty which was huge news what like two months ago three months yeah. ago um, and it's going to be all of that build up to this which has obviously been the kind of main story for season two and now into season three we also have the beef between her and the new girl which was playing out on social media over the last couple of weeks Meredith and Lisa are trying to find where they are with each other after Lisa was caught saying that stuff on the mic which was just like chef's kiss reality tv moment like stunning like gorgeous Heather has a black eye it's like it's wild do you do you adore Salt Lake City as much as I do so much I mean anytime someone tells me that they're going to Salt Lake City for a trip I'm like please like go to beauty laser lab take a picture in front of me just do so I need pictures yeah (laughs) I swear, I want to pay an extraordinary amount of money to go to the US just to go to that fucking beauty lab <laughs> to be like, please, can I just pose in front of your building where this printer ban was? And it's amazing. It's such a good franchise. There's, this is only the third season starting. Yeah. So while there's a lot of people who ask me like, oh, where to start? There's so much. And that was definitely my hesitancy for a long time. And while it's, while I always say start with like a Beverly Hills or an Atlanta or one of the kind of OGs, Salt Lake City for a newer, shorter series, it packs a punch. Like it really delivers. I just absolutely God, right? Agreed, agreed. I mean, I am gonna miss Mary, even though she blocked me on Instagram so long ago. But look, I I love love it. What was the what was the straw that broke the camel's back? What do you can you pinpoint it? It was I think it was Father's Day, and she was doing a, a Happy Father's Day post to her husband. But the entire reel was like her pictures of her and montages of oh, her, yeah, and did not have her. And so I just like did a TikTok that was something like, "Oh, this is quintessential Mary," and I didn't even tag her. She started following me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, Mary!" And then I don't know, maybe she didn't get the joke, and then when she saw it, she didn't like it, and immediately blocked me after following oh me. Gosh. It was like the highest and lowest. Oh God, they come and go just as yes. quick. Why we, Mary? <laughs> What a character. Potomac is also back October 9th. We're getting a 75 minute premiere episode. Ashley Darby is now single. And from what I've seen on Instagram, that is a beautiful thing. Yes. Uh, Candace's husband is facing cheating allegations. Karen is also facing cheating allegations. And Giselle is linked to a former Atlanta husband. These ladies (laughs) are just, they're so... They, you know that phrase like oh I understood the assignment right and that exactly. gets thrown around these girls understand what their job is and they bring it every year so That's, good Rinna could take a lesson from Giselle yes. and um, you know sorry for, I totally had a block what was her name but they're, they're, enemy, they're enemies on Potomac yeah. um, oh Karen yeah. Karen sorry yeah they're enemies on Potomac but at the end of the day like they would have each other's back when it really came down to it. And also, even if they didn't want to be friends, they know like what it takes to keep the franchise alive and not have to bring in too many new people or do too much. Cause like when you bring in people that 
aren't friendly or aren't friends, it does make the franchise fall apart, as we've seen in New York. Um, so Renee should take a page from yeah, Giselle and Karen. Yeah, for sure. I think Giselle is one of those endlessly interesting housewives to me because it feels like I'm really interested. We've heard that her and Candace get into it a bit this season and they're going to be kind of battling it out, which is really interesting to me because Giselle just doesn't give a shit. Like she doesn't care. Like you can say whatever. They have said some pretty nasty shit about her and her family situation and the father of her kids. Stuff that for other people just would be a no-go. Now, Giselle absolutely gives it as good as she gets it. But it just, she just seems never to get bothered by it. She's like, yeah, whatever, shut up. Like, I'm not listening to you. And it's like, how are you? It's like they go at her hoping she's going to go back. And she just like, she just doesn't give a shit. She's like, yeah, say whatever you want. I don't care. And it's endlessly fascinating to me. So I'm going to, I don't know how someone like Candace, who needs to get a rise out of people, she needs to see them lose it. I'm really interested to see how those two temperaments handle each other it's not going to be good and it's going to be great for us great great for us right oh they're so good too i swear if you have not started real housewives i have a kind of a roadmap of how i would personally do it but if you want a lesser commitment less series salt lake city and potomac potomac is going into season seven so it's not as daunting as like a 10 12 13 like hugely long yeah so so good briefly we're not going to linger on it too long because i know it's been everywhere have you seen Don't Worry Darling? Did you go see it? I wanted to go see it this weekend, but I ended okay. up wildly hungover yesterday and couldn't even <laughs> leave my house. So I and did you didn't not. need to go through anymore. I you, didn't, yeah. I had enough. <laughs> but I'm actually, look, I, I'm actually excited to go see it. I did have a friend who saw it um, and said they actually liked it. Yeah, I mean, I so I went to it last night. Okay. I would say... I, I would say if, if you went in blind, not knowing any of the stuff, you'd be like, yeah, that was grand. It was a good kind of, yeah, it was good. It was kind of pacey and you kind of were, you know, yeah, it was good. Florence Pugh is incredible, right? She's so good. And yes, people laughed at Harry Styles in the cinema. And I really didn't want to like follow all of the like, you know, the, the commentary that I'd seen online. I didn't want to think he was shit just because everyone said he was shit. But he's so, he's so poor. So bad. Oh, God. She, and because she's so good as well, it just, it just makes him look worse. Like he had a tough partner to play off because she's yeah. so amazing. It doesn't feel like an equal. I mean, all of the billing is like Florence Pugh, Harry Styles, the posters, the two of them. It's a, you know, a leading couple. He's irrelevant like oh, she's God. just it's, she leads it she's amazing it's so good um so yeah but and I mean I just think they kind of the balance of the story was kind of off but it's I'm still really glad I went to see it because okay. I mean, Olivia Wilde is great in it Chris Pine is great in it even though I feel like he should have been in it more and like I mean Florence Pugh is just stupidly talented like she's yeah. so good she's just brilliant yeah. Um, the late I, every, I feel like everyone knows what's gone on, but the latest is that Florence Pugh has posted finally about the film. She hasn't referenced Olivia or Harry, and we finally saw pictures over the weekend of Harry and Olivia having a wee kiss on a night out. So they're not done. I would say go to see it, even though I all all you think about the whole way through is just how shit that set was, like how <laughs> terrible that sounded for all of them. Yeah. And, you know, it was. And that's the thing, like no matter what stories they want to like tell or whatever, like we know there was a lot going on down behind the scenes. Yeah. And I would love for a Ryan Murphy feud, Don't Worry Darling <laughs> series to happen because that would be the best yeah. thing ever. Yeah. I just think 
I think this has done no damage to Florence Pugh. I feel like no. it's, it's amazing because very rarely in these situations do the women kind of come out pretty unscathed. I feel like Olivia Wilde has taken a bit of a hit here. And I feel like Harry Styles has such hardcore fans that it doesn't really matter. Oh, no. I mean, look, he allegedly spit. I mean, I know that we didn't <laughs> spit, but like he allegedly spit on someone and, and nobody cared. <laughs> Oh, was my favorite. The video of the goat. I was like, this. sometimes the internet is a really dark place, and sometimes it's such a beautiful place. Yes, yes. <laughs> loves of the week things that have been brightening your day as the days grow darker this autumn uh you you start because you've got one more than me so you start um atlanta they have the new season of atlanta with um donald glover's show and i just that show is the most brilliant writing i have just ever come across in just so long and this new season i think it had a two episode premiere and i think there's three episodes out and i'm just like i binged them all actually yesterday when i was hungover and <laughs> i was like this I, I i'm so sad this is the final season because i would do anything to be on the show in yeah. any capacity a walk on it's just so good I hate that when you know a series is coming to an end and you're just like, no, I feel like that about The Handmaid's Tale. I'm not ready to start it yet because I'm just like, I'm <laughs> I'm glad it's coming to an end because I didn't want them to draw it out. But I'm like, oh, this is such a such a loss to TV. Like, oh, it's such a horrible feeling. Um, I don't know if this is a show that you're going to. Do you know what Married at First Sight is? Do you know? I've heard of it. OK, so. I, I did a wee poll with you guys. There's a lot of you watching it. I know a lot of people watch the Australian one, which is huge. The UK one was fine, but they've kind of started to copy the Australian format a lot more. And therefore, we are getting a lot better of a show. It's okay. so good this season. It's so good. The basic premise, for anyone who doesn't know, is, uh, you know, singletons who struggle to find love or just want... Instagram deals and lots of followers <laughs> apply for this show and they are match made by experts. I did some air quotes there for anyone who's uh, <laughs> listening. Um, well, actually, no, they are trained professionals, but they're also TV stars. So just take it with a pinch of salt. They match make them and they send them off. And the first moment that they meet is at the altar. They get married. They go off on a honeymoon. And then they all move into this like large apartment building into each of the move. Each of the couples move into apartments Every week there is a dinner party where all of the couples come together. They have a little chat. They have a little bitch. They kind of, you know, reveal secrets of their relationships, all this kind of stuff. It usually kicks off and there's loads of fights and screaming and all that kind of stuff. And then the next day they all basically go to what's called a commitment ceremony, which is basically like relationship counseling in front of everybody where they decide to stay or leave. And that's basically how it goes, right? And one by one, the couples decide to leave and it kind of whittles it down. Uh, there's no like winners or anything like that, but it's just like, oh, what couples will kind of make the final commitment at the end of the show? Yada, yada, yada. This year, a couple of firsts. We had our first gay couple last season. This season, we have our first uh, lesbian couple, which is really exciting. We've we've uh, two men and two women. So we've two gay couples in this season, which is great. Up the gays, delighted for that. Great to see a bit of representation on shows like this. It's so good. There's some really good characters in it. It sounds like I would love it. Yeah. I okay. am, no, you would absolutely love it. It's like Love Island in that it's on nightly. So it's on yeah. four nights a week for like okay. six weeks. So oh, it, wow. is, it is a bit of an investment. Okay. But it's, it's, it's worth it. It's good. Yeah. It's really, really good. It's really okay. good. You shared a TikTok with me. 
I, I understand just, why why you were loving this. I, I mean, I I had never. So this is like one of the things on TikTok. A trend is to like have a TV behind you and recreate the scene word for word without having to like look at it and you know it. And it's this amazing. girl on TikTok is doing. She's only up to part four. I think it's going to take like two more parts. <laughs> it's like a cliffhanger. Um, it's literally yes. like a cliffhanger. Of this 12 minute YouTube rant from 2012, where this woman went into a bed, uh, I'm sorry, Bath and Body Works because she was looking for these candles, this <laughs> ice gingerbread candle and this other something candle, this candy cane candle. And she did not get them. And she goes on a 12 minute rant. And this TikToker is recreating it. I mean, hair motions, I it's... mean, neck motions, the entire thing. I am mesmerized. She's up to like, millions i mean the first video had like i think almost 10 million views and each video after that is getting more and more it is the most entertaining thing i've discovered it's it's wild and i do find that thread of content on tiktok so interesting just people like word for word like the sniffs and the everything the little breaks and the breaths and all that she like you say takes it to another level in that like every hand gesture every eyebrow raise everything you're like jesus this is like this is I, weird. When people know how to do that, I'm always shocked. Like there's a few things I can do. Like I can do Phaedra's rant when she went off on Kenya about the, like sperm when she was getting sperm. <laughs> but like, I can't, and the one girl who, another girl who does it was like, you know, it's to me, it's like when I, I like a favorite song. If I find something online yeah. that I like, I just study it. And I was yeah, like, yeah, wow, yeah. that's amazing. But it's it's long. There's like four videos. They're all like two and a half minutes long. Yes. Like you say, we're only up to part four. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. I was like, it just can't be. It is. There needs to be a confusion. Did she get the candles? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and what did they, I really want to know, like, were they worth it? Like, it's so good. It's so, we'll pop it in the, in the notes. You can go enjoy it for yourself. Hopefully by then there will be a conclusion. So you won't be on the edge of your seat. Yes. Um, another love of mine. I changed this last minute because I saw it just before we started recording. We have a first look at The Crown season five. Are you a Crown fan? I'm, I haven't been watching, but I want oh, to. Are you, are you more tempted now given everything? I think I was always tempted, but like, yeah, now I think even more. Like I yeah. have to. Yeah. And we're obviously heading into like, an incredibly ex- like interesting period. It's yeah. going to be the 90s. So a lot of it's going to focus on the breakdown in Charles and Diana's relationship, oh, wow. his relationship with Camilla, their divorce, obviously Diana's death. Like the 90s were famously said to be like Queen Elizabeth's worst decade. There was a, a fire in Buckingham Palace and there was all this shit that came out. It was dark for them. Oh, wow. But great for us. It's going to yeah. be great, guys. <laughs> um, we got our first look. It came out today, which is Sunday. It is Elizabeth Debicki in full Diana get up. She looks just like her. Uh, and it's also Dominic West, who we shouldn't support, but we will because I'm excited to see the current season five. He is playing then Prince Charles. It's going to be good. They're sticking to the release date, guys. We thought it might be moving back. They put a pause in production when Elizabeth passed away, paying their respects, you know, a moment's silence, all that kind of stuff. They're back on track November 9th. It's not being pushed back. So we're getting it in a month and a bit which is great. Great for us. Shit for the palace because they have their own publicity nightmare to handle themselves. So yeah. here's another one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're going to have to tell me offline why why we can't support Dominic West. I don't know that, but you can tell, <laughs> you can tell me offline. <laughs> no, do you remember? I feel like it's not, a, I don't have any secrets, Dominic okay. West. Do you remember the Lily James when he was caught kissing Lily James and he was, 
And him oh, and his, I don't remember that. You don't remember this? So he was, he's married and he was filming a movie with Lily, or a TV series, I think, with Lily James. Uh. And they were seen like kissing all over Italy or somewhere. And then him and his wife walked to his front gate of his house in some like English countryside place and put up like, and made like a statement from the front gate of their house. Being like, we love each other. Just leave us alone. We love it. Like whatever. And it was just like, what? Like, oh my god. Now I need to go to YouTube. <laughs> yeah, you look up the footage. I'm telling you, it's good. Um, your final love, which is going to be a love of mine, real soon. Tell I us. love my new trailer for my new podcast that's yeah. coming out in October. It's going to be Kiki with the talk of shame, and it's just going to be all about everything I do on my IG page. Just like a lot of the news, news you need, and a lot of the news you're nosy about, and the TV you want to watch. So good, so so good. You also have just like the perfect name for this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, were you not just like this is meant to be? Like. I mean, I was kind of like, I love that Kiki became the new moniker for uh, gossip because, look, I'm a Sagittarius. This is what we do. We're in people's business and we talk about it. So when is that coming? October. In October. Yes. Okay. And it'll be presumably it'll It'll be be on Spotify app everywhere you get your podcast. Yep. That's how we like it, guys. Easily and accessible. Finally, we're going to wrap this up with a few listener stories. We obviously just spoke about Don't Worry Darling there. It obviously sounded like an absolute dumpster fire to work on for many people, which made me think about many a dumpster fire work situation that I've experienced and presumed that many other people have experienced. We were asking for people's stories about the colleagues from hell. I know I have quite a few. Kiki, do you have any? stories it's been a while since I've worked in an office with other people but I mean when I did absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah pretty yeah I I felt like a lot of former colleagues came into my DMs being like yep I have a few stories (laughs) hey guys we we rolled through that fire together we got there um but there was a couple of really bad ones there was a a team to a few and it was food related one person messaged us to say her husband used to work with a lady who would assemble a tuna sandwich at her desk every day and drain the can into the bin. Why? Why would you do that? That's so violent. That is, yeah, that is, those are fighting <laughs> <laughs> actions. <laughs> like, I would take that bin and throw it on your head. Like, oh. <laughs> I just think tuna is just the worst. Oh, yeah, I cannot. That just is not any tuna related activities have to happen in your house before you get there. <laughs> they go straight to the fridge and then you eat them somewhere. Yeah, hopefully not at your desk. If you have to eat at a desk, it has to be pre-assembled at home. Yeah, I always think like when I go to like the train station or an airport or whatever, and they have like those like ready made sandwiches and stuff. And you see like a like a tuna sweet corn. And I'm like, in these kinds of situations, we should not be selling. We should not be selling tuna when we could be getting on a, a sealed container with a person eating tuna. I just can't. Right? Just so like, violent. yeah, tomato and mozzarella only. Come on. <laughs> Let's keep it clean, guys. Let's keep yes. it clean. Another person with a tuna related story said, one girl I used to work with, I called her tuna perfume. She would eat tuna out of a can at the desk and then spray the worst sickly sweet perfume to try and mask the smell. No. When I was pregnant, I almost murdered her. (laughs) 
yeah, like this is when you ask your boss, I'm I'm working from home oh, and yeah. it's like, yeah, at this point it has to be approved because that's terrible. Also, if you're spraying perfume, then you know you're already committing an offense to begin with. So why are you committing this offense? This is it. And, and it's, it's the sickly sweet perfume as well. Like you're not even trying to like bless my nostrils with something expensive and nice. You're like adding further insult to injury with some cheap ass body spray or something that you're like, yeah. <laughs> just vanilla everywhere (laughs) you're like oh this is yes vanilla and tuna my favorite (laughs) that's the bath and body works candle that she yes (laughs) (laughs) another person she worked with a guy who took protein drops in the morning that made him fart toxic gas so bad that HR had to get involved <laughs> and he left the job two weeks later. Now, I mean, as he should, I mean, are you not embarrassed? The That's embarrassing. Thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I followed up with this person because I had some questions. They said, I was like, what, like, did, what did HR say? Was there a complaint? Like what happened? So she told me that a, a complaint was made because people had to leave their desk at times. So a conversation about hygiene and respecting the shared space was had with HR and a manager. Word got around pretty quick about what was going on and why this happened. His probation period was not extended and he made the smart move to leave himself before they got rid. Now she sent a follow-up and she said, just an FYI, his probation experience, probation period wasn't extended, not solely because of the toxic farting, okay. but also because he was <laughs> shit at his job and kept disappearing for an hour at a time in the afternoon. So all around bad employee. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to have toxic gas, you better be the best damn employee ever. Like, because there's like just no, and also go see a doctor because I don't know if drops are just supposed to make that happen. Finally, I thought this was short and sweet. A girl on my team said she, quote, needed time off to care for her dying mother. Turns out she was actually filming for The Apprentice. (laughs) See, I, you know, I hope her mother had passed away because if you are using your living mother, that is just bad karma. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I always wondered this, though, about reality stars, not like the housewives and stuff, because obviously that's a paid gig, but for like Love Islanders and people like that who are on those kinds of shows, like, because there's a risk you mightn't make make it big off those shows you kind of sometimes you want to kind of hold on to I presume your day job just in case I'm like yeah what what excuse would you use like if I I mean like that's what I'm saying I would I would I would probably be honest because I'm just like you're you're gonna get caught like and if you lose your job well then I guess you better be really good on this show I don't know (laughs) and like did she forget it was televised like did she not (laughs) they'll never find out they'll never know I'll be a big star by then (laughs) <laughs> that is a Kiki Monique it has been so lovely talking to you I want to say a heartfelt thank you for all of the work that you because I can only imagine it can be very time consuming and tedious to dig through all of these stories and put together a story on Instagram quickly responsibly for people to get access to the story really quick for me personally over the last COVID years and since the time since It's been an absolute treasure on my social media. So thank you so much. Well, thank you for watching and listening. It's been, I I enjoy it. So it's fun. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, you'd be pretty quick giving it up. I'd say if you didn't didn't enjoy it. I am so excited for the new podcast. October, everywhere you get your podcasts. Kiki Monique. 
thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much to Kiki Monique for joining me this week on the latest episode of Don't Quote Me. And thank you to you guys for tuning in yet again and showing us so much support online. Please do subscribe, like, leave a review, all that kind of stuff. It helps us out so much. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at don'tquoteme.podcast. And you can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps so you can listen whenever and wherever you like. We'll be back with a brand new episode next week and all of the latest goss. We'll talk to you then. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Meet 2024's most anticipated robot vacuum, Eufy X10 Pro Omni. With powerful 8,000 PA suction and MopMaster's dual mop pads, it keeps your floor sparkling clean. It's the winner of five Best of CES awards, and Digital Trends says it boasts almost all the same features as robot vacuums that cost twice as much. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.